This, uh, yeah, the iPad, they both out. Heavenly Father, thank you so very much for today. Uh, thank you for being a blessing in our life. Uh, we appreciate you so much, and we appreciate this opportunity to share your kingdom message with your people. And these are your people, Lord, and you blessed us to be the pastor, and we don't take that lightly. And so, Lord, we thank you for such a great honor. And so I'm asking you, Lord, to uh, speak uh, through me uh, and let your words uh, transform the hearts and minds of people not just in this uh, auditorium, but people that's listening all over the airways. Uh, let the word be life-changing. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So I'm excited to be back um, in the pulpit. Preaching the gospel seems like it's been a, a month of Sundays, as the old folks used to say. Uh, I, I've been gone. Uh, God has really done a, a miracle in my life. Um, It's, it's been four weeks, and I have very little pain uh, at night. Uh, as it heals, I have some aches, but uh, pretty much, you know, I walk, you know, three, four, five blocks, you know, around the block and all that, and I don't have any pain. So, uh, but the left knee uh, has a mind of its own, and they do what they want to do, right? But, but God is good anyway. But I think I have a, a, a very important message, man, for the body of Christ today, and I hope um, that... Uh, it would transform some of y'all. I want you guys to really take this at heart. Uh, the kingdom is a very, very powerful, powerful, powerful force, right? And you are part of that force. Uh, I'm reminded, um, I was going through some challenges in my life, Ontario. Uh, and when I was going through some challenges in my life, some things happened, and some people did some things to me that really, really hurt me. And uh and I would always uh, pride myself in trying to do right by people. And sometimes you may make a mistake here or there, but I, I tried to hope my heart was right as I was doing it. Uh, but some people did some deliberate things to me uh, that, was, uh, that changed my life and changed the trajectory of my life. Uh, and it hurt. They tried to hurt my family. Uh, and when they did it, it was, it was bitter. And I share with you guys... You know, it caused so much pain in my life that I ended up in the hospital. You know, and it was tough. It was very challenging. Uh, and when I went through that, uh, Brother Fugue, the thing um, that I had to remember, Thaddeo, is that God saved me. God saved me. Uh, and God did not make an error. Right? And I did not want God to repent for what he had done for me in my life. He had changed my life. He had took a little boy. He was stealing hubcaps off cars and, and radiate out of cars and shooting dice on the corner and stealing uh, picks and cones from Myers and trying to sell them in school. And I got kicked out of public school for doing all kind of crazy things. They told my mom I could never come back. And, uh, and I became a principal at the same school. God had delivered me and brought me back as a saved young man. And uh, it, did, it gave me a beautiful wife. Uh, who was t so different from me that I had no idea in my life that I would ever have any anything remotely like her in my life. And God blessed me with one of the best angels. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want no woman out there to think anything different because I think you guys are a gift from God, but Ardina is special. Right? Uh, she's special. She's been special. She's been special for a long time in elementary school and middle school. In high school, she was a special, very classy young lady, the one of the most likely to succeed. And, you know, she had her name on the plaque in the school and all that. And uh, I was, while she was doing that, I was stealing. You know, I was fighting and doing all kind of crazy stuff. So we was on two different paths, man, two different paths. Right? And, uh, but when I turned my life around, when I turned my life around, uh, I went to church and, and uh, I saw her at church and I asked, did your boyfriend... Uh, come to church with you. She said, I ain't had no boyfriend. That was, that was just a cute old game. I tried. It worked. It worked. 38 years later, it worked, Terry. It worked, right? She said, no, I ain't had no, I, I don't have a boyfriend. I said, well, maybe we should go out to eat. It was on my birthday. I'll never forget it. God made it happen on my birthday. 
um, in, uh, in 1985. I'll never forget it. And uh, it changed my life. Uh, I could not believe that uh, I was going out with Ardina. Just couldn't believe it. I was at Pizza Hut. I just couldn't believe that I was going on a, a date with Ardina, right, because she was so different from me, right? So God had blessed me. So when people were hurt, when I got hurt, Sam, and, and I was so devastated, um, uh, I never, ever thought in my mind that I would walk away from God. It never crossed my mind that I would walk away from God. He had been too good to me. He had really blessed me in my life. And um, he changed me. He changed me in such a way that my wife tell me all the time, yeah, you different, honey. Yeah, you, you different. You think different. Uh, you, you, you different. I said, I don't know. God built me this way, right? And I have such a love and a, such a, 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 a passion and compassion for people, uh, and, and I make mistakes sometimes, but I try to make sure if I do something to hurt somebody, I try to make it back to them and then apologize, right? Now, whether they accept the apology or not, I know it's from my heart because God told me to do it, right? Now, why am I sharing all that? Uh, because I didn't want God to repent that he had saved me, that he had took me from stealing radiate out of cars and hubcaps off of cars and and doing all kind of crazy stuff, man, being the baddest kid in the school, that he invested in me and changed my life. And I did not, not want him to repent that he had done that. So I try to walk in a path worthy of that. Now, you hear me all the time say, I said, in the event that I should die, um, I want Anessa and AJ. Now, I know a lot of you guys are going to say a lot of good things, but I wanted Anessa and AJ, specifically in Ardina, I wanted them to be able to stand up at my funeral, and I mean this, and I want them to be able to say the exact same thing about me that you all said. So I tried to be, um, sometimes it gives my wife um, better judgment. She says, you need to change up a little bit. But I, I tried to be the example that God was to me. I tried to love them, and I tried to show them, and I wanted them to feel what God was like. Right. So what, whatever they was doing with all the trouble and the mistakes they made, I, I wanted to show them the love of God. Now, some people say, well, you know, you uh, you doing this, you enabling. And that was my mission. My mission was not to enable my children. My mission was despite their mistakes, I wanted them to see what God is like. And God said, I'm going to love you despite your shortcomings. Despite your mistakes, right, uh, I'm going to do some discipline on it, but I got to love you through it, right? And so I, I tried to do that. Now, that's important because every one of us uh, have an opportunity because God saved us uh, that we're going to be in a position where we're going to have to be like God with skin on it. And we're going to have to forgive somebody, man, who hurt us extremely bad, someone who lied to us. But God saved you. God delivered you, and you don't want God to repent for what he done for you. You don't want God to be sitting up and say, I cannot believe that I spent all this time investing in Dale, and now uh, somebody, uh, a parent came and said that you couldn't do this here, you can't do that. And then Dale got mad and started cussing them out and acting the fool. God said, I can't believe I spent all this time investing in you. And he said, do I need to repent? Uh, or do you need to display to them who I am to you? He says, because nothing happens in your life unless I bring it. He said, and it's all working together for your good. So that situation, I want you to look at it and realize that it's me working in the situation for your good, right? And so you got to keep your eyes focused on God. Now, that's important because if we talk about the kingdom of God, uh, despite what everybody else is saying, the kingdom of God is undergirded with love. And love covers a multitude of faults, right? And you don't want to be in a situation where God made an error in saving you because he saved you to help save somebody else. He rests down, and when you was out there 
uh, and you was on drugs and you was prostituting and you was lying and embezzling and God came into your life and saved you. He didn't save you for that reason. He saved you to help save somebody else. You don't want him to repent uh, because you got a few dollars in your pocket and, 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 and you're doing well and then now you want to look down on somebody. God said, do you remember when? When you was crying and you, you said, God, if you give me another chance, and, I, and he gave you another chance, and he, and he delivered you out of that situation, he brought you out of it, and then you have an opportunity to go back and look at it, and now you want to look down on somebody else. God said, don't, don't make me repent that I delivered you from that. You know, I, I did that uh, because I love you, right? He's not as important uh, that you represent me uh, in the midst of darkness, not just in the church when you're shouting around and, and feeling good. He says, I want you to represent me out there with somebody who don't know me, or somebody out there who's doing some things that's so damnable that you're like, I cannot believe that they did that. Now, don't ever fool yourself because you did some stuff that was so damnable. If God had revealed it, nobody would ever talk to you again. But God shielded it from you. God shielded from the public. He blessed you and saved you and made you a new person. Now, don't get in your family and get amongst your husband or your wife or your children or your boss and think you high and mighty. And don't ever make the mistake that Jesus would have had to say, have a conversation with you in private, say, quit serving me with your lips and your heart is somewhere else. Uh, the, you, you sound good shouting and speaking in tongues. He said, but you know your heart is not right. He said, I delivered you. Why are you playing? And he said, be real and love like I love. He said, and I love people when they didn't even love themselves. Right? So, so don't make God repent uh, for what he did. Now, it's important because, uh, uh, Nari, you're going to have to move. move. Nari, stay with me. Yeah, come out. My, my screen went off. Listen to what this says. And I'm, I'm going to kind of walk through this because I want to get through this. It says, it is God, everybody say God, God, who enables us, ain't got nothing to do with you, is God who enables us along with you to stand firm in Christ. Now he's talking about Christ's teaching and what Christ taught us. And remember Jesus said, uh, the whole essence of my message is love. He said, they're going to know you my disciple by what? The love you show right now. That's important. I remember that piece in case I don't come back to it and you want to push my button and get it back. You might have to say, what did you say? And I'm going to say it again, right? So then he says this, right? Uh, he has commissioned us. Everybody said commissioned us, right? And he has identified us as his own. Now, 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 now listen, you were nobody. You were out there doing some things. I wouldn't care if you're young, you're in high school, you're in middle school. You did some things uh, when you thought your mama wasn't looking. Or when you thought your daddy wasn't looking and your grandparents weren't looking. You did some things when you got to school that you would have never done if your mama was there. Right? You said some things at practice and did some things at practice uh, that your parents would never, ever be in favor of the language you use. They just wouldn't do it. Now, I was just talking to the young people. I thought like, that'd be a sidebar, right? He says, and he has identified us as his own by placing. Now, watch the kingdom of God. This is the kingdom. Now, forget about everybody else who think they're God and who want to give you the Holy Spirit and take it away. When you don't move the way they think you ought to move. Now, remember this now. Before you was in your mother's womb, God already knew you. So before you start judging people for who you think they ought to be, Thank God you're not what you used to be. Right? And, and so you may not be, you may not approve of their lifestyle. You, you may, but you don't know why they do what they do. You just know what you wouldn't do. Right? And thank God you wouldn't do that. Thank God you're not that way. Thank God uh, you're not. But don't you think you're God and, and you're better than them? Right? Because uh, whatever they are and whatever they're doing, you've done something worse and you are worse. It's just said, God bless you and he delivered you. And he said, don't make me repent uh, that I delivered you in your beauty, right? Don't, don't, in, in your brilliance and, 
and, and I brought you through college and, and, I, and I gave you a degree and I, and, uh, and, I, and I did all these wonderful things for you. All right. Then he says, this is, he says, he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our heart. Right. Uh, as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised. So he, he now, now listen, I know some people are great theologians and they want to tell you if you have it and how you got to get it. But, it. but the Holy Spirit is like the wind. Uh, you don't know where it's coming, where it comes from, and who it's going to touch. Right? And, and, and how it moves in you don't mean it have to move in me. Right? But one thing for sure, that he gave it to me. Now, now you don't have to believe it, but it ain't for you to believe. It's for me to believe because I have to move accordingly. And, 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 and the evidence... That, that, that he's in me is how I treat you and how I interact. Now, the real sign is really, the real sign is how you treat people. Now, people are deep, and I know a lot of theology, and I know a lot of stuff, man, about narcissism. And, and uh, for those who are really into studying, and I had somebody say, man, the Bible, that ain't the God of the Bible and all that kind of stuff. I know about Yadabayoth and all this. I know about... Uh, all that stuff. I know about Elvis. I know all that stuff. I know about all the angels. I know what narcissism said, what they said. I know all that stuff. But here's the deal. The deal is this. How do you treat other people now that you know? If he's in your life, in the kingdom of God, uh, God says, represent me. Right? Uh, in loving people. They're going to know your mind. Now, now, Jesus said it, but it really came from God. But, but I want to now, now go to the next slide because I want to walk through this thing real quick. Right? Because I'm going to get out of here. Here's what it says. Now, I've read this scripture, man, because it's my favorite. But I want to walk through it in a little depth today and kind of show you so, you so you, when you go back, you say, God, please don't repent uh, that you saved me. Please don't repent that you gave me your Holy Spirit. Uh, don't. Don't feel like you made a mistake. Uh, I, I thank you for waking me up and, and, and giving me a, a jolt of electricity and let me know that you give me another chance uh, to say yes. Right? Here's what he said. Then God said, right? Now this, then God said, now listen, now this is for the scholars, right? Uh, there's some literature that's out there in the Haggai uh, uh, books in the Gnosticism and talked about who God is, and this not the God of the Bible and all that. And uh, if you want me to sit down with you, uh, we can sit down, and I'll walk you through all of it, right? But, but for the sake of, I'm going to go across the line real quick just to show you this really God working, right? Because you'll know it in a few minutes. Watch this here. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image. I want to make him in my image. And this is what he says. To be like us, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, all the small animals that scurry along the ground. Now, this is important. Don't miss this piece because sometimes we overlook it. So when God created us in his image, he says, I love this kingdom so much that I created a colony of people, and in the colony of people, you're going to have all these animals and everything. But I love you so much, I'm going to make you above all of them, and you're going to have dominion over them. But as you interact with these animals and these creatures, remember that I created you to represent me as you interact with them. Right? So how you treat them and how cruel you treat some of them. Because God said, I created them too. Right? Now, it's going to get good in a minute, Denise. Just stay with me. Go to the next slide, Nari. Right? So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. What did he create? Who? And he created who? Them. Now, it's important for you to understand that God created male and female. He created them. And he wants you to know that he loved both of them. Right? Male and 
female. Now, it's important. I don't want you to miss that because we got to represent him in this colony. And don't make him repent that uh, he gave you him. You're part of his DNA, right? To represent him in this new colony called Earth, right? So you're representing God. Now, go to the next slide, Nari. Then God blessed them. Who did he bless? He blessed both the male and the female, right? He blessed them and he said, he says, be what? And what? And do what? And then do what? Let's pause for a second. He said, I want you to fill her. He said, I want you to multiply and fill her. And there's two things you can look at. it. You can look at the male and the female having sexual intercourse, and then they produce other human beings, right? Uh, and then those human beings is going to govern the earth. Or you can look at it spiritually. And you can say, God, watch this here. Then God blessed them and said to them, I want you to be spiritual, understand who I am, and I want you, now that you know and understand those who get it, I want you to create other people that love like I love. Right? And care like I care. Right? Create a people. Look at it from a spiritual perspective. He's saying create a people that love like Let them have the DNA that I have, what I gave you. So multiply the love I have over and over again. Every time you interact with somebody, look at them, man, through the same lens that God. So now when I want to interact with somebody, I'm not going to worry about what you do, what's going on. I want to show you what God looked like and how God loves and how God cares because that's important, right? Don't miss that. That's important. Everybody says it's important. He says, feel the earth. Go back, Nari. Go back. He said, feel the earth and govern it. Rain, watch this here. Rain over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and over all the animals that scurry along the ground. He said, now I want you to rule over them but not each other. Right? Now, I want you to rule over them. Now, you're bigger than them and you're powerful. There's a story in the, uh, it's, it's a book called The Gospel of the Twelve. And these, this young man had brought Jesus these 12 birds that was in a cage. And he says, and he had the birds and he was going to sell the birds. And he brought them to Jesus. And when he brought them to Jesus, Jesus says, uh, he said, yeah, I'm going to sell these and I'm going to make money. And Jesus was disturbed by it. Right? Jesus says, oh, this is interesting that, uh, you, because I made you, uh, God, because God made you greater than these animals, that you think you have the power to put them in a cage and sell them. What if uh, there was someone greater than you put you in a cage and sold you? How would you feel? He said, I gave you dominion over them and all that. Not to misuse them and think you can make them uh, part of your capitalistic society. And you can sell them and cage them up. They want to be free like I created them to be free. But you think you get the right to go and hunt them down while they're in their natural state and you get a gun or a bow and arrow or something and you go in their natural state and you disrupt their natural state because you want some extra money. You want an extra yacht. You want a, you want a better car or a better house. So you go and you capture these animals in their natural state and you kill them because somebody over here is greedy and they want it because you have power over them. All right, stay with me. This is going to be good. All right. Now, now, so think about now you get to be God with skin on it. So you sit here and he said, I want you to reign over them like, like, like you're me. And represent them, and I'm going to have them up under you, and they're going to be subject to you. That's why we have the ability as humans to train any animal. I don't care how wild it is, we have the ability, whether it's a lion or a tiger or an alligator or an elephant, we have the ability inside of us to be able to train them to move the way we want them to move. Right? So you think God gave us that power so we can hurt them and destroy them? And, and all that kind of stuff. I was so mad when they got Michael Vick. I was mad. I said, man, that's wrong because Michael Vick was one of my favorite quarterbacks. And they're going to take Michael Vick and put him in jail and all that until I started reading. And I said, here you are. And God said, I bless you with millions of dollars. And you want to go around and let these dogs, because you had the power to feed them all kind of stuff so they can kill each other for sport. What did they do to you? 
because you had a power. But it ain't just you, Michael Vick. It's some other people doing it too. And, and, and I'm mad at them too. I'm mad at all y'all. Right? Now, stay with me. Right? For those who are there, uh, I know you guys like to hick animals and hurt them. And I'm not an animal advocate because I don't even like pets. I told my wife, uh, they want to bring a dog home. I said, you can either have a dog or a daddy or a husband. <laughs> you choose. So I'm still around. I'm still around. Right? So, but, but, I, but I love him and respect him. Now, watch this here. Now, go to the next slide, Nari. He said, then God said, look, I have given you. Now, this is going to be good. I want you all to hear me well. All right, stay with me on this as I move through this, because this, I'm trying to prepare you for the kingdom of God, right? It says, then God says, look, I have given you, this is God talking, not Paul. Everybody say God. Now, now the boss is speaking. Here's what he's speaking. He says, then God says, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. Not chickens, not catfish, not lamb chops, not pork chops. That ain't what I gave you. Now, the research is saying a lot of the issues we're having is because we're eating all this meat. And, and this is a sidebar for those who are going to Ain't no sense you saying anything to me on Facebook because I ain't going to respond. But here's the point. Uh, when you take this animal, because my grandmother used to raise chickens, and she took the chicken and popped the neck. The chicken just flopped around, they said, like a chicken with his head cut off, right? Now, it sounds cute because the chicken tastes so good. But imagine if somebody popped your head off. And you're still alive and you're running, and now all the stress, all the anger, all that stuff is inside of you, and nothing you can do. Now, you kill it, and then you cook it. And all that energy is in that meat. You want to try to cook it out, but you can't cook it out. So now what they're saying is a lot of our illnesses, now, and I read some stuff and some other gospel stuff, said that the reason why we're in trouble uh, physically is because man got greedy and they wanted to start killing animals and all that stuff and start eating these animals, and God never intended for us to do it. Now, I know I, I, I love all that stuff too. I want you to know it now. He said because... Uh, if it was all right, then you didn't have to kill it and cook it and chop it up and cut it into small pieces because I didn't give you the teeth for that. You should just eat it because what he gave you for your system was plants and fruits and vegetables, right, that, that sustain you. So my, my cardiologist and my electrophysiologist told me, he says, listen, man, you got a condition called AFib, uh, Mr. Duran." Uh, this is my lecture. He's from India. He said, Mr. Duran, he said, you might want to go on a Mediterranean diet. He said, you might want to think about that, right? And uh, now I'm not trying to change nobody's diet. I'm just, I'm just, I'm working. Everybody said the kingdom. Don't make God repent, all right? Now stay with me for a second. So, because we have the power of all those things, right? Something he said we can have, right? So he said, then God said, look, I have given you every bearer. See, I quit eating green grapes. I love green grapes. I love them. Green grapes taste so good. Raise your hand if you like them. The problem is the green grapes ain't got no seed. So that means it's chemically engineered. They're making them in a lab somewhere. They don't produce themselves. Man is producing them now. So they got stuff on the label. It's called CMO. Chemically modified. CM what? GMO. Genetically modified. Right? So that means that mean they went somewhere, and because we're in a capitalist society, we want to make so much money, how can we make the chickens grow real fast? You know, uh, 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 no, I, I, you know it, there are certain places in town, you go and you can get these chicken wings, and you can get them by the 25s and by the 50s, and and you get so many of them, and they taste so good, you can get them real, real hot, right? Uh, the problem is, uh, where you get a chicken with a wing this big? Right? Hold on, you stay with me now. Except somebody doing something in a hurry. Or they producing stuff out of this. Stay with me. 
Everybody say the kingdom. Don't make God repent uh, that he gave you this power over all these humans and all that stuff, right? So then, this is what he says. Then God says, look, I have given you every seed. Now, go to the next slide. This is good, right? Now, I'm not telling you not to eat no meat and all that. I ain't tell you that. Eat as much as you want. Chicken, catfish, pinto beans, all right, Eat. I'm not, this, they ain't got nothing to do with that yet, right? Because I'm not, it's not the kind of lesson. This is about something different. I'm going to get to it. It says, and I have given you, I have given, now this, this is good. I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals and birds in the sky and small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life, and that is what happened. So God is telling you how he set the plan up. Everybody say, God set it up. Go to the next slide, Nari. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was what? So God had put a plan in place, gave us dominion over it, and he says, and now everything is good. Now I got my colony called Earth, and I got my people that I put my spirit in, and I want them to move the way I want them to move, right? And something happened, right? Something happened that changed the game, right? And when it changed the game, we went down the road backwards, right? Uh, go to the next slide, Nari. Right? And I want you to hold it. Listen to what it says. The Lord God observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth. And he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally what? Something happened, and they took their focus off of God. And they started focusing on what was good to them and what feel good to them. Right? Then he says this. So the Lord God was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. He was hurt. He was wounded because I had created people who should have reflected me in their behavior. And then all of a sudden, their mind goes south. They just start going crazy. It start going north. It start going crazy. They start acting crazy. Their mind, it almost seemed like he was talking to us today. Our mind, we just think of stuff, man, to hurt people. I don't care if it hurts you as long as it benefits me. I know what I'm doing is going to hurt you. But a guy saved me. I know I'm saved. I know you blessed me, but, but, but I'm going to hurt you. Knowing I'm going to hurt you. Knowing what I'm doing to you is wrong. It's so bad that uh, a man would want to sleep with his own daughter. A mother want to sleep with her own son. The mind is so warped, right? Uh, we was in Chicago, and they doing a piece on sex trafficking. And the big issue is that they're trying to get these girls out of sex trafficking, and here's what they find. That this hurts. That the girls, they interviewed the girls, and the girls' family sold them into prostitution to make money. So they didn't even see the gift that God had given them. And they were selling their own daughters and sons into prostitution so they can have more money. Because it's all about how do I make my life better? Right? But when, this is getting good. Stay with me. So the Lord observed the extent of humans and everything, and it broke his, everybody say it broke his heart. Go to the next slide, Nari. <laughs> and it what? It repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. So God was grieved. Now, what do you, how do you think God feel when he saved you? Thank you. He saved you. I love you, girl. You all right with me. I don't know who your hairdress is. It must be the lady behind you because you got the same hair. Do I want one? But you know, she said she wasn't going to let yours be cute in hers. So she made all hers blonde. <laughs> Stay with. 
She said, I'm sorry, Carl, you can't, uh, you can't roll like this. You can't roll. You can't roll. That was just a sidebar for laughter, right? So a guy repented, the, right, and they repented the Lord that he had made man. Now listen, uh, God saved you and sanctified you and set your life apart for kingdom work. You know God delivered you. You said, I'm so glad that he saved me. My hands look new. My feet look new. I think different. I behave different. I'm so excited. And so the enemy's going to come, and he's going to be coming trying to get you, man, to deviate from God's plan in the kingdom. Right? Pentecost, you don't want God to be angry because he gifted you with his spirit, and he delivered you, and he gave you gifts and talents. Right? And then you decide that uh, I don't care what God did. Uh, I know I have this here. But I'm going to use what I have to take advantage of somebody else. How often do we use our intellect, our wisdom, our knowledge, our gifts to take advantage of somebody else because we have something they don't have? Uh, don't make God repent that he blessed you. Don't make God repent that he gave you a job making $100,000 a year. Use crying. Ask the Lord to get you off welfare. I'll get me off ADC, Lord. I'm tired of these food stamps. I don't want to be able to government. Then God bless you. Then he said, I want you to give your tithe. You said, not yet. I got to get these boots first. <laughs> so I'm not, I know, what, I know what the word says, but I'm not following the word right now. I'm only going to follow the word when it feels good to me. But if it's going to cost me something, and God said, hold it now. I gave you more than what you asked for. And I said, you can have it all. Just give me a portion back so I can use it to help somebody else. And you can keep yours. But I need to help some other people, man, who are not there yet. And I need what you have to help them. Right? He said, now, I, I, I need what you have. So give me a 10% of what you have so I can help this family over here that's struggling. Right? Uh, and you can keep the 90 and do whatever you want. Go on vacation with your kids. Do whatever. He said, but I need that to help. Because there's a group over here that I'm trying to get them. I'm trying to work with them. And through your giving, right, they're going to see God. They're going to they're see God. It may be in a Bible study or a Sunday school. It may be a feed. It may be a hand-to-hand -hand program. It may be a go serve. But whatever you do, that 10% help do that. And they said, because they did this for me, uh, uh, I'm going to give my life to the Lord. It's only because of what you did. But don't, don't make God say, uh, why did I bless you with all that money? Okay, let me shut the plant down. Right? And now, guess what you do? Go, oh, Lord, please touch right now in the name of Jesus. I speak over this plant. I bind it in the name. He said, you can bind all you want. You weren't binding when I told you to do your part and you didn't. You weren't binding then. You weren't buying and shutting up then. You, you, you was doing good because you had it all. Right? Somebody needed your help. He said, and I saved you. And when you didn't have nothing, and when you and your kids was down on luck, and you didn't know which way to go, and then somebody came along and bought you some grocery. And now you say they need to, they need to get a job. You needed to get a job too, but God bless you. So you can be a blessing too. Don't make him repent. Right? Uh, now, go to the next slide, Nari. All right, now. And the Lord God said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Both the man and all of them. He said, I'm going to get rid of Because they, 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 they don't understand my plan. They allow Satan to come in. Now, listen. Make this stuff real. Uh, they ignored God. Some of us have ignored God. And we've got so comfortable in our own homes and so comfortable with our car, so comfortable with our job that we ignore God. And you know God told you to be a blessing to somebody. You know God told you to help somebody. You know God told you to put your arms around somebody. How dare you? How dare somebody bless you uh, to give you something, and then you know what they did to help you, and then you try to pull a trick over them, a, tr a hat trick, and try to pull a fast one. 
Right, go to the next slide, Nari. Right. God made an executive decision. He saw the world in trouble and he made an executive decision. Go to the next slide. For God so loved the world. Now watch what God did. I'm going to have to go to 1230. I got to go to 1230 because I got to get this out. And you don't want to miss next week because it's going to be telling me creating a culture of love, right? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? Now here's what he did. What God did was God loved us, Terry, so much that God says, what I need to do, I got to fix a plan. He said, and in his plan, I got to put me in them. He said, I got to go down and I got to get in them. He says, so I got to put my spirit fully engaged in them, and I got to deliver them. He says, because then if I get inside of them, they'll act like me, and they'll behave like me, and they'll care. So, so God, and he, so he loved us so much, so even though they was a mess, he sent his son, right? What he did was he took a man by the name of Jesus, born of a, a woman by the name of Mary, and he put his spirit inside of him, and he moved in such a way, and he loved in such a way uh, that he changed lives, right? And then so he empowered them. He said, now, now you guys see, now Jesus, and I'm leaving it. My God, my father's going to send another comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Now he's inside of you. Now listen to me. And this is the challenge that people who talks about speaking in tongues and, and all that kind of stuff, and he talks about the Holy Spirit and why they say you don't have it. The reason why they say you don't have it is because your life don't reflect it. It's because they says, I know the Holy Spirit's supposed to act like this, but the way you're treating people and the things you're doing, I don't think you have it. So I'm going to make a judgment call and say you don't have it. Now, they don't have the power to say that, but the only thing they have to go by is what they see you do. The only thing they can judge is by how they see your life moving. That's the, only, that's, the, that's the only thing they have to go by. So they look at you, and they, they say, ah, you ain't got the Holy Spirit. They say it's about tongues, but it really ain't about tongues. The evidence of it is because you're supposed to be saved, and you're doing some things that you know you have no business doing. You're hurting people. You mess around with other people's wives and other people's husbands, and you're stealing stuff on your job. You're stealing things. You run a game. You're hustling when you know you're not supposed to be doing that, not representing him. Right? So God, so God gave you his spirit so you can be a life changer. And he said, and I'm not taking it away from you. I gave it to you. He said, I'm not an Indian giver. But the Lord don't make him repent that he did it. Right, go to the next slide, all right. all right. So God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world. He didn't send him in to find what you did wrong. He, he sent him in the world to help bring you back to him so we can get more people, man, working on behalf of the kingdom. That's why he said the harvest is great, but we have a few laborers. It's a lot of people saved, but they're not willing to do God's work. They're not willing to love like they're supposed to love. They're not willing to share like they're supposed to share. They're not willing to give like they're supposed to give. Right? So the kingdom is in trouble because people who say they love God, they serve him with their lips, but their heart is far from him. You, uh, but I want you to make it personal and say, not me. Not me. Not me. That, that, that ain't my testimony because I represent him on every turn. So, Pastor Dan, you're talking to somebody else. You're not talking to me. So, that, that's not for me. Go to the next slide, Nari. Right? So, it is God, right, who enables us. Remember I told you that? Who enables us? So, God put his spirit. He made an executive decision to send his son down here. And then, when he left, he gave us his spirit. Now, God lives inside of us. That's why I love doing funerals, right? Because I, God always give me uh, his message through their life. Because all of us, all of us, now listen, uh, all of us uh, have God in us, and we know it by the things we do for people. So a lot of us do a lot of things, man, to flicker, and they, they can see a little bit of the light, right? That's because God working in you. Now, the enemies just keep trying to smother the light, but it's in you. That's why you do some things that normally other people wouldn't do. 
right? So it's there in your life, but God says, I need all of you. I don't want you to straddle the fence. I want you to get my, I want any event that you pass. I want your daughter or your son to be able to speak to you at your funeral and say, I know my mama was saved. I know my granddaddy was saved. I know my grandmama was saved. I know it because I did some stuff that I had no business doing, and all they did was love me. They loved, they loved me through it. Now, they corrected me, but I knew it was love that corrected me. They didn't go off on the deep end and, and, and act like somebody who's not saved. Uh, they were saved, and they showed their salvation because they represented the kingdom. Do you have that testimony? Do you have that testimony at school? You know, do you have that testimony at basketball practice, at football practice? You know, do you have that testimony at the grocery store uh, when you get to represent him, right? Uh, go to the next slide, Nari. So here's the, here's the deal, and I'm wrapping it up. I got eight minutes. All right, listen to what it says. And all of this is a gift from who? From God, who bought, brought us back to himself through Christ. Now, God brought it there. God brought us back to Christ. Now, hear me well. He brought us back to Christ. Then he says, right? He brought us back to Christ. Everybody said back to Christ. That's important. He was trying to show us this relationship to God. He did it through Christ. God has given us the task of reconciliation. Now, who are we reconciling? Sister Law, who are we reconcile? Who are we trying to get? I'm trying to get the people that I deal with to come back to God. I'm trying to get people to realize that this life is the best life. I'm trying to get people to get on this team because the more people I get on this team, the better the team is. I was watching Chris Paul's 60-minute interview. And Chris Paul uh, on 60 Minutes, though, though he's, a, he had, he's the president and owner of Clutch Sports. He said he, he made about $5 billion off all the sports athletes. <laughs> but here's what he said. My daddy, my mama was on crack, strung out. My daddy owned a corner store, and my daddy kept me straight. He said, but then my daddy died. He said, when my daddy died, I went to the streets. He said, I wouldn't dishonor my dad. He said, then I stopped selling drugs, and, and he said, I was a hustler. And I was shooting dice, and I learned all of this stuff. Right? And now he wasn't proud of it. He said, but God prepared him for the boardrooms. Some of you all, uh, don't uh, be ashamed of your life. Because God put you in the streets to teach you how to behave now. He had you doing some things. Uh, I know he did it uh, because he was in full control. And, and, and he saved you. And he said, now that I've delivered you, now you got to go back and you have to deliver them. But I needed, to, I needed you to get the experience so you can have a testimony. So when you go talk to them, they'll listen to you. Right? Now, the people that's not involved in those different things, they're like, no, no, no. But you better believe you got delivered from so God can help you deliver others. Because he wants you to reconcile others back to him. Right? And he said, now don't make me repent that I delivered you and I didn't kill you. When they were shooting at you. Right? Uh, when, when you got caught in the house. Right? Uh, when you know uh, you got busted and you should have had 15 years, or you, you should have, he said, and I delivered you. He said, don't, don't make me repent that you was, you was dying and, and you were so sick and the doctor didn't know what to do. He said, I healed you. I, I didn't heal you just for you. I healed you because of all your experiences you went through. Now that your healing made you come closer to me, now 
you can go back in your healing and realize what I've done and I'll never live that life again, but I'm going to go back and pull them out. I'm going to go back and deliver them. I'm going to go back and, and, and walk them through it, right, and let them know God is good, right? And then he says this. This is good. Go to the next slide, Nari. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Now, he said, now, he wasn't counting their sins. Then who are you to count? Now, you hear me well, right? So, so I, I, I get a lot of flack. I told my wife, I got thick skin I got to deal with. That's stuff that we don't even agree on. I said, but here's the deal. My job is to love people. I got to love them, right? Now, here's the problem. In the event that Terry will do something crazy, I mean nuts. Nut is a fruitcake, right? Now, here's the thing. I got a, one or two choices. I can get up here and I can ridicule him in front of everybody. And then Terry will walk out and say, I would never come back to this church or another church again in my life. Because if they represent Christ, I don't want to have nothing to do with him. Or I can love him for where he is. And when I love him for where he is and God heals him and delivers him, he's going to deal with some other people that went through what he went through, and he'd be able to tell him, man, it ain't worth it, bro. Uh, God is good, man. Uh, uh, don't throw it all away. Don't mess up. Don't do this here. Don't do that. Because he said, uh, because, because God, those who God forgive the most, love the most. Right? Now, so we got to help love people. Right? So, and then, so if God ain't counting their sins against them, now, I'm going to go and I'm going to say, well, this person right here, if they know they're sinning. They know it's a sin. Hit me. Hit my heart. They know it's a sin. I told someone the other day, Stacy, I said, you right. They do. They said, and I can't come to your church. I said, I love you. You ain't got to come. I said, but here's the problem. I said, did you come for them or did you come for Christ? So I, I said, so, so, so why, why are they messing with your salvation? Uh, or is it something inside of you that's going on that it make you uncomfortable who you are? Maybe, maybe, maybe you see you. Because uh, when you come and you don't deal with them uh, no time of the year, except when you see them in an hour and 15 minutes, now your whole salvation is gone? Because I saw them? Because God used them? Because God ain't supposed to use them. Because I know who God used. God only used certain kind of people. Shh. Shh. Onika, don't tell that story. Because he didn't use you because you wasn't no good. He didn't use you. Or did he use you? Did you forget what you was and God still used you? While you point your finger at somebody else, three of them pointing back at you. Now, if you love them, if you love people, if you say you Jesus said they're going to only know my sight by the love they show. And he said, so you just got to, you, your job is to love people. It guides you. If they're wrong, now I may think they're wrong theologically. I believe it. When I read the Bible, I felt like my interpretation that they were wrong. But what if I was wrong? What if I was wrong with my interpretation? What if I was? But I tell you one thing where I won't be wrong if I love them. I, I, I can't go wrong with that and then let God do the rest. Because God created them when they was in their mother's womb. Now, don't mess with Psalms 139 because he said, before you was conceived in your mother's womb, I already knew. Now, if he knew, who are you to say he was wrong? Did he not know that you knew? He knew before you knew. You just met him. Right? Your job is to recognize, but they need to know where, well, i tell you what you do. Just love them. If you love them enough, and then watch them, if they're wrong, then I promise you God, because if they love God, God will straighten it out. But the problem is, you think you God. 
So since you think you God, you get to save them. As you walk in your sin. Uh, you want to talk about the mold in your brother's eye, you got a whole beam in yours. You got a whole tree stuck in your eye. Oh, no, I wasn't supposed to talk about that. Okay, now, next. Go to the next slide now. So God, so we are God's ambassadors. We as Christ's ambassadors. All right, call it, listen, we as ambassadors, JB. So we're God's ambassador. Uh, as this ambassador, we just get to represent him, right? Uh, so God is making his appeal through us. Uh, we speak for Christ when we plead, come back to me. Come back, come back to the church, come back. No, come back to God. Now, if you read the Bible, uh, a lot of the things, man, he was dealing with was justice and equality and all that because people was hurting people, right? Now, it says, now, if, I, I can do this because that's my brother, right? So my, I, I got a brother named JB, right? That's him right there. Um, JB was a, a severe alcoholic, right? JB used to drink five o'clock. I didn't know. I told him I should drink six o'clock. It was a little cheaper, but he drank five o'clock. He drank five o'clock, right? And he drank it all the time. But in it, he was raised in the church as a kid. He never stopped loving God. Now, there was a lady. There was an old lady that lived on the other end of town. Now he was a severe alcoholic. But that lady went to a church, and she just loved him despite him being drunk. She didn't care how much, how drunk he was. She loved Barry. She loved Barry so much, she prayed for Barry all the time. Barry still be drunk. But one day, God saved Barry, and God delivered Barry. And when he saved Barry, he was no longer Barry, he was JB. Now, I talk about Ardina, and I talk about how sweet Ardina is. Right? Oh, I'm three minutes over. Now, I got to close this. But then God, it was a young girl by the name of Regina. Y'all see her every now and then she started running. I think she running because God gave her JB. But anyway, her father was a pastor in the Church of God in Christ. This girl, all her life, she was saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do all that kind of stuff. But God had a, he didn't find the wife, found the good thing. God cleaned him up and connected him with her. And reconciled him back to himself. He, that lady was praying for JB. He went to church. He started going to Spring Street. She didn't go to Spring Street. He didn't even know. But some kind of way, God was preparing him for her. Yeah. And he messed around and found his good thing. So, so, and so, but now, I say that because uh, while we judging other people, God is healing. Yeah. Now, I don't care how much people are saying he this, he that. God was saying, uh, I'm cleaning them up. It's just a slow process. He said, I'm just doing it on my terms, right? And it's just going to take a while. He said, now, I'm doing it, I promise you. And when he did it, it wasn't no turning back. So when God finally did it, it wasn't Regina, it was God. When God turned him, he turned him, and he never turned back. God reconciled That old woman prayed for him. She didn't judge him. She didn't tell me you weren't going to be nothing. You ain't about nothing. You're sinning. You're going to hell. She just loved him. And because she loved him, this Derek, 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 here it is, Derek. Here's my favorite line, Derek. And he loved her so much that JB kept going back. Because when you show somebody some love, he'll show up on a porch every now and then. Because the woman kept loving him. And somebody know when you love him, they want to come back where the love is. And because he knew she loved him deep down inside and she didn't judge him, he would always stop by and check on her and see her. And now... I bet she in her grave dancing in heaven. Said, God, thank you for using me to reconcile JB back to you. So don't make God repent that he saved you. If you're saved, don't let Jesus have this testimony about you. They serve me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. 
Let him say, this is my servant in whom I'm well pleased. I, they vet it. You can go to them because I know they love me. You can go to them. I, I, I know they're going to take care of you. Don't make God repent that he saved you. Walk in your salvation. Walk in your salvation. Walk in your healing. Walk in your deliverance. I don't care whatever's going on. You got to walk in your deliverance, in your healing. And they're going to see your light shine. And when they see your light shine, they're going to glorify God in heaven. Everybody stand to your feet. Give the Lord a hand clap. Let's bow our heads. Maybe you out there. Can I get a prayer words up front? Maybe you out there. And you don't have to come to the altar. You can do it at your seat. And you want to rededicate your life. You want to recommit your life back to him. And you want to repent for where you was uh, so you can get back on the path that God got you, what he called you on. And you want to see people the way God see people. You want to love people the way God love people. Uh, if, if, if you know you need God to do something in your life, Something transforming in your life. Just raise your hand up and stick it back down. Just raise it up. No, you ain't got to live there for a long time. Put it back down. If you want God to change you, if there's some area in your life that you know does not reflect him, and you know what it is, I want you to say this prayer with me. Bow your heads. Dear God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for never giving up on me. I appreciate you. And I love you so much. Today, I'm giving my life back to you. I'm going to represent you in every area of my life. You will not have to repent for what you've done in my life. I will reflect you in every situation, in every circumstance. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. If you want someone to pray with you, you want somebody to pray with you, you want somebody to touch and agree with you, the altar is open for prayer. Um, give according to how God has blessed you. You know how we give. Uh, you guys are doing a marvelous job. Uh, uh, don't make God repent because he blessed you financially and you didn't trust him enough to do your part so we can do his part. So, Give according to how God has blessed you. Uh, trust him in your giving. Trust him in your giving. Uh, because what you do, uh, help us do. Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence, thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for giving us another chance to say yes. Yes to your will and yes to your way. Guide our hearts and minds in the name of Jesus. And we love you so much. And as we leave and as we go, guide our homes. Let us find our homes safe. Give us traveling mercies in the name of Jesus. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. God bless you. The altar is open for those who like prayer.